Terry. What is it? The uh, stuff that dreams are made of. Huh? Welcome to So What'd You Think? This is a movie podcast show where me and a guest will come on and watch a movie that we had both just seen for the first time. Uh, yeah, this week, we have a very special guest. Uh, it's my good good friend, uh, Nick Weir. Why don't you introduce yourself? Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Uh, second year, red-shirted sophomore out of Minnesota. Not red-shirted for a sport. Don't know why I said that. No, what? But... <laughs> I just thought it would sound cool, but I mean, it did. Yeah, it made it sound cooler. Yeah, no, because you're Balance like, what sport Minnesota do you play? Thing. And then you're like, <laughs> but then I don't play anything, so it's kind of like, well. But yeah, I'm glad to be here. I, I honestly just kind of use this opportunity to watch a really dope film, Maltese Falcon. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good movie for the you know second half team we were. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so the movie we watched this week was The Maltese Falcon. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know um, and are wondering why you're listening to this, th- this movie is considered like one of the first noir films ever, if, if, if it's not the first. It came out in 1941. Uh, it's just like one of those classic detective stories. This guy, Sam, who's a PI, uh, is trying to solve this case, this missing Maltese Falcon, and there's murder involved and all that good stuff. Um, and it plays into a lot of those noir classic tropes, and uh, we'll talk about that. But uh, yeah, so before we get into spoilers, we'll just do a little, a little uh, brief spoiler-free thoughts for both of us, and then we'll jump into spoilers. Um, mm. So Nick Weir, so like, what is off limits? Like, what do you think? What is off limits? Like, what is like, off limits? Because I don't know, like, what spoilers. Like, remember when you hadn't seen the movie? Yeah, yeah. So talk about the movie like that. <laughs> Oh, but like, 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 oh, but like, like, what are your thoughts? Like, now? going into the movie, what if someone, thinking? if someone okay. was listening who hadn't seen the movie, what would you tell so, them? What I did have you to think? say, I really did have a really good idea of what I thought the movie was going to be. Okay. Um, I waited for a couple of things, and there were a couple of times I felt like there was an obvious twist, and they were like, like putting that there on on purpose, and I thought that was funny because I was ready for them to like kind of make a twist and I felt like they held back on that which I don't know is unfamiliar to me in cinema and so mm-hmm. I thought that was really good but um I would have to say though based on like my perception of this uh movie going into this and like what I read on IMDb and like kind of why I was interested in actually picking this movie was because it was a great like you know classic noir classic mystery you have you know your stark transitions and your contrast everything's super dark and black and white and it was just you know pretty fantastic to watch like mm-hmm. visually aesthetically yeah no about the, like the twist thing i feel like maybe just because they didn't have like a huge twist because like it's so old that like the ending not having a twist like that that wasn't like overplayed you know Mm-hmm. It's just like you were expecting a twist because like why would they do the original thing? But like this is the original thing <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no this movie's good um, From what we made out of it. So a little caveat to us watching this movie. We had kind of a weird movie watching experience <laughs> Not people, <ideal>. Some <laughs> other people were coming in and out some people were talking Yeah, so there was, was some back scratching involved at one point a lot of ADHD know. involved in one scenario yeah. honestly yeah. yeah, it's, it's just... late at night. We're all you know students 
And yeah, it was just, it was a mess. It was a mess. But yeah, not, you know, not ideal viewing experience, but I think yeah, we still got it. Definitely. Honestly, uh, we were sort of a second half team from the start. I always knew it. And I knew that, <laughs> yeah, you know, the second half would be way more important. And I have to say, for sure, like it definitely built in traditional ways of like, uh, of flow wise, like in character, in like character development and plot development, I thought. Yeah. I mean, besides us not being able to pay attention that well in the first half, I think it, it just progressively got more interesting, too, as it went along, the and, more you care about the characters yeah. and stuff. And we started realizing, too, that, like, once we got a few people down and we knew their faces, like, it didn't really matter so much the, like, you know, intro sentence we learned about them, because they were all pretty shady, too. So mm-hmm. we didn't know, like, a ton about them. Yeah, I kind of played, yeah, it was, like, all a mystery, and, like, I, you could definitely pick up the big plot points. Like, I, I feel like we're kind of casual watchers for this this movie, and, like, that's all you really need. Like, you get the big, you get, like, the Cairo guy, you get the mm-hmm. Wonderly, and you get you get the main people, you get that there's there's people who are suspects. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, the specifics. Mm-hmm. Eh, I'm sure it would have helped, but it's not necessary. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so let's just go into some stuff that I kind of wrote down, maybe. Um, we'll go into spoilers now, so I guess if you haven't seen the movie, mm. um, you should go see it. It's a classic movie. It has Humphrey Bogart in it, which we hadn't mentioned mm-hmm. yet, but the guy from Casablanca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we kind of already had, like, a mini spoiler in, too. That's why I was like, I don't know what you count as spoilers, but... Uh, what was our spoiler? It was how the ending turned out. Oh. There was not a twist when... Oh, was, like, yeah, I guess. Twist. So, like, that is... Yeah, I guess that is a It could annoy some people. But <laughs> that's fine, that's fine. Uh, I mean, you're right. It, uh, it, I felt like it very much... This movie came out, like, 70 years ago, exactly. so it's your 41. fault for not seeing it, right? It's your fault for not seeing it, first of all. Why well, listen to the podcast all, anyway? I really felt like... <laughs> I really felt like, like this definitely is a defining movie of a genre, and I was paying a lot of attention to pace and I guess like the rhythm of the movie and kind of like how it came across and mm-hmm. like whether they were doing you know big reveals early or just doing like really small 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 so and then building 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 and I felt like a lot of new horror movies I've seen whether it's like LA Confidential or like other like even LA noir films I feel like it definitely I could even see like a similar model or a similar like like storyline and plot like going down in a lot even though mm. obviously there's more advancements you make the writing is better you know smarter more creative and it's different but like i honestly could see that like you know how the impactful it is straight in the genre yeah this movie so. definitely laid out the groundwork i think for a lot of like noir film mm. like there's so many like i wrote down some tropes that they had like mm. it's like starting off with the hook like the the, the murder scene right at the mm. beginning like Oh, yeah. that, that's a classic thing, like the classic. stark contrast, that's like the transitions start. you talked or, about. Like, like where someone, like, the st- I, like it's almost godfathering when they, like, start with someone asking someone in, like, a, like a like weaker position asking, and then, like, the first person they're involved with murdered straight up. I mean, you definitely have to be sus of everyone from the start, because mm-hmm. it's just, like, everyone, you're like, all right, well, this definitely could be. You can't rule anybody out. Everybody is very sus, besides, I don't know, maybe the main character, but... I'm always like mm, a little sus of main characters. Yeah. Well, even this. Yeah, even Humphrey Bogart got a little like. Uh, yeah, had a little bit of a dark side by the end. Yeah. So, and I mean, um, what's a bigger twist than like the main character you love the entire time and everybody adored like just turned out to be the, the actual worst killer? Like, I don't know. I, I feel like that's kind of a peak of a lot of, you know, this type of murder mystery. Hmm. Yeah. No, it definitely becomes like a bigger thing later on in cinema. Hmm. 
Um, and I also, have you ever seen the movie A Shot in the Dark? If not. Oh, uh, well, it's actually the first, like, Pink Panther movie. And okay. it honestly, I think, is, like, a, like, really funny, like, supposed to be, like, a knockoff of, like, very similar to this movie. Like, so, so similar. Well, it's well, supposed to be a comedy, though, so it's, like, it's a supposed to be similar. It? Yeah, so it starts, first of all, it starts with a shot in the dark, literally. And the guy is just bumbling around, just being an idiot. You guys, I mean, you can maybe watch it on the show. Who knows? But I'm not going to watch the movie on I don't the know. show. No, 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 no. Not, not today. I was saying Oh, like, do episode. it as in a different I, episode? It's shot in the dark. It's Peter Sellers as a Pink Panther. Does not get better, funnier Peter Panther than that. And the next Pete Pen, Pink Panther was Steve Martin. So just to give you a little idea how good Peter Sellers is. Yeah, yeah. The best no, Pink Panther it. for yeah, sure. I should definitely watch it. Super funny, super good, super well made. First Pink Panther ever. So you, so you watched A Shot in the Dark before you saw this movie? You're just like yeah. wondering what it was parodying? <laughs> well, um, I've seen like the, like I like had seen the old Steve Martin ones, like the ones from yeah, like like four or five years ago, yeah. yeah, 2000s. And I saw that like there was a Godfather thing, movies on Netflix at the time. So my dad, were, my dad was just like, yo, have you seen the old Pink Panthers movie? Like Peter Sellers is a clown, basically. And <laughs> not in those words, obviously. I, I, quote, mean, yeah. I had a direct quote from your father. Yeah, no, no. I had to update it for the contemporary audience, I expect. So, um, yeah, um, Shot in the Dark. So, but it's the same. Like, I, I don't know. I could go into the elements of why it's similar too, but I definitely felt like that was a parody of this movie because it's, very similar there's a color is like the main part of the movie but it's pink which is funny because like how is the pink like in the maltese falcon it's black they were calling it black the entire time it's a black bird it's just more ominous and more like whatever but a pink panther is just so random and so like out there that's true okay so the whole pink panther idea is like Mm -hmm. straight off of like this black bird from this movie i don't know but like i could see the comparison and then like there's one like yeah. detective who's like going around and getting all these people and the people around him are just sus AF. But he's also yeah. also always just bumbling around and doing these things. So that's also like most of the humor. Like that like it's not really a show that has a unique formula or like a unique message. It's just like really funny. I don't know. Maybe, you know, there are certain jabs and certain like funny stuff they put into it, but like I don't necessarily recall those. It was just more the bumbling around. It was really funny. That's that's interesting. I definitely want to watch the movie. Yeah, so you're welcome. Maybe next week. Maybe, uh, have, maybe, maybe. maybe have to have me on. We'll do another one. <laughs> An actual episode. real one without interruption. So. Yeah. First half and second half team, actually. Yeah, well, <laughs> we can watch the whole movie and yeah. be totally coherent. and that, That'd be awesome. Wow, what is in here? Um, marginalized bodies dancing is powered. You reading the wall? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'm gonna, no I'm keep power. talking. But you can keep reading the the wall. Okay, um, yeah. No, so no. other other things I I pointed out. Um, let's talk about Humphrey Bogart for a minute. So you you'd seen Casablanca too, right? Mm-hmm. So um, actually, so what what do you think about story. Humphrey Bogart? So I, I was. In Rome, actually, this summer, and mm-hmm. there was an like Italian like like cinema like like just movie that they were playing in like the park of actually JFK JFK High School, which kind of thought that was funny because American president in Rome, school um, crazy. Yeah. Anyways, um, I'm pretty sure it was an American school. I found out like an international American school. So that like, makes sense. All right, yeah. well, that makes way more sense. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm there, and they have English subtitles 
very great. And so I actually honestly thought Casablanca was not like the name. Like I know like Dracula's from Transylvania, but like I'm like, yo, Casablanca, that definitely sounds like maybe like the like the castle of like like castle. So you went into Casablanca thinking you're gonna watch Dracula. Dracula origin story or something like that? Yeah, I thought there would be like a love story, and then he'd like at one point just like take her into the vampire, and then he's gonna be like Dracula. Yeah, so I walk in that movie. That's just on you, man. You played yourself. That's I did, but I also, but I didn't really put myself because Loki was on a date, and then so it turned out to be Mm -hmm. a rom com, and I was like, damn, like I, she totally thinks I'm way more emotional and sentimental than I am. So this is definitely working out. Yeah, never tell her that you actually meant to see Dracula. No, I never told this girl. Or that you messed that up. No, this girl is from totally different state. Never see this girl. Actually, I'm pretty sure she has a boyfriend now. Actually, which oh man, but no, no, she listening? No, 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 no. she dev. Well, no, no, no. It's different time, different time, Eastern time. So it's temple it would be like that was a good story though um (laughs) but yeah so anyways no but i loved him in that movie and i was like the whole movie i'm like wait so where's the dracula like and you know me i'm very distracted easily that's evidence you are very distracted easily yeah Mm -hmm. and especially at this level of sleep but i honestly enjoyed the movie thoroughly and i thought humphrey was quite quite stellar throughout but i thought he also had a great supporting cast like mm-hmm. the lead lady the lead man like the other people involved like so many people really getting into the specifics there. so many people <laughs> like i i don't know the specifics because there's old old actors but i recognize them all from right. like other movies like Walter. well yeah the cairo guy was from Casablanca mm-hmm. exactly the cairo guy he was a big player We'll talk about him later. But um, uh, the other one that, like, Walter Mitty, have you ever seen The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Yeah. The old one, have you seen that one? No. Okay, well, the <laughs> old one, the actor that stars in that is, like, the, the 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 guy who's trying to, like, with the blonde hair, who's, like, the revolutionist or whatever. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, that's the guy. So it's, a, like, totally loaded cast in Casablanca. Or, like, I, I definitely recognize most of the stars. Yeah. So cool. I thought there was that. And I also thought that, um, I don't know if we want to bring it back to this movie now, yeah. but um, during Maltese Falcon, I felt that Humphrey Bogart was good, but I have to say, like, I had high expectations for him. And it definitely, you know, I, I definitely could see romance and, like, that type of thing being, like, more his like style because i felt like in this movie like he was just so serious all the time and there's like, a moment of like brevity in there he had some jokes he had like a joke <laughs> like yeah. he was so serious and the thing was that it's just like his serious face is just like like not it's like weirdly yeah, not do it ser- for the, the listening audience yeah i was gonna face. do it yeah i just made it so um but oh, it's man. like you guys are missing out it's just like kind of like i don't know it was very like i get the feeling from him when he's like not like necessarily displaying an emotion mm-hmm. that he doesn't know what to be doing and like i guess that's kind of hard you kind of have to be in different roles and you're trying to be mysterious and what does that mean for the 40s and different socialization different societies all these stuff and like different crowd that he was releasing it to so there's also a great deal of that i bet so i i I could just be talking differently but i felt that he was a lot more emotionally 
disconnected at this role than he was in Casablanca. And I felt that he was a lot less believable. Like, because in Casablanca, he was, like, the mysterious, like, serious guy, and then he, like, starts getting emotional all random, and you're like, whoa, what's going on with this guy's life? Like, you know, like, it gets all crazy, and then there's all these things, and then in the end, he turns out to be, like, the the biggest G, and then you're like, damn. I totally was like, this dude is so lame in the beginning, and everybody's hyping him, but then it's like, okay, like, I get it. And so that's just funny, but then, like, this time, it was, like, the whole movie revolves around him. So then I'm just kind of, like, by the end, I'm like, how do you say his name? Like, what? Bogart, Bogart. You kept asking that in the movie. Is it Bogart or Bogart? Yeah, because I'm like... It's definitely Bogart. He's just boring me, so I'm thinking about other things he's in. I'm thinking about, like, his personality. I'm thinking, like... Yeah. No, he definitely overacted in this movie. Overacted, And I think that's part of the style. Like, I think he's kind of, like, this, Mm. like, star actor who, Mm. like... This is over the top, unrealistic acting. Like I think that was part of the noir thing. Like yeah. his accent, like it was like a made up accent. Like, oh, like you know, like that kind of. It was like it's only in noir films. Yeah, you know? I like, want to say that. Real like, place. Honestly, like I feel like that's a like I know the name for that. That's is it the same accent as like Cary Grant? Does it sound the same? Maybe. Um, I think it's like called like Transatlantic or something like. Mm. Yeah. Should I do a little Google? Oh, um, research. Yeah, maybe. I don't yeah, I don't uh, know. I think it's just like part of the time. I don't know. It's just like weird. Like I feel like it fit more better in that style of movie. Oh, and oh, it's just like and some... getting word we are hearing from Genius Bar. And Genius Bar, what do you have to say? Google. Um yeah, transatlantic accent. Yeah, you guys don't know this, but no Con- no no, no. Conscious... transatlantic, not mid Atlantic. Mid Atlantic's no. like you just got stuck there and you're like chilling well, like no different things. It's a transatlantic accent, man. No, dude, it's fake, dude. I mean, that's what I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, no, it's an acquired accent. Ha, ha, ha. I got him. Uh, yeah, acquired accent during the 1930s and 40s for the use of theater, film, and radio programs. It was meant to sound like a blend of American and British English in order for actors to have a uniform accent that is mutually intelligible to both North American and British people. Kind of smart, honestly. It's like the stereotypically upper-class American. Is what I kind of like that. Yo, no, that's how so do you true. learn that? How do I learn this? That's like a thing that I just like have always thought, but I didn't realize it was a thing. Can I start? <laughs> can I start like learning this accent? Like, isn't this how yeah, like start talking about? Isn't this how like Jay Gatsby speaks? Like, that's pretty yeah, like, dead yeah, on. Great Gatsby like, kind of talks like, like Breakfast at Tiffany's. Like Audrey Hepburn oh, talks like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, this is definitely a very common under a rock. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, she's been in fourth grade before. Nicola Do. Have you actually seen the movie? I don't know. Yeah, dude, Audrey oh, yeah, Hepburn okay. is huge. I didn't realize though. how into old movies you were. This is, Bro, I'm just into cool. a lot of movies in general. I'm a versatile being. I'm also an art history minor, just shameless plug. Yeah. To your art history minor? Yeah, shameless plug. Doing big things with that art history No, not, not to, like, personal, but just, like, minoring in art history. Like, I feel like a like lot of people don't people think about do it. Mm-hmm. No, just, like, yeah, shout out. If Luis, if you're listening, I know you're not. I hope Who's you're Luis? not. Dude, he's in Troy Camp, he's an art history major, so that's why I said it. Oh, okay. So if you're listening, yeah. which I know you're not. Um, yeah, he'll listen later. <laughs> yeah, no, he's getting to sleep. He's getting to sleep, so. Yeah, no, people should be sleeping right now. Yeah, um, yeah no, that, that's interesting about the accent. Okay, so I guess that's a thing. So um, acquire yeah. accent star in movie. That's so bizarre. I think Humphrey Bogart, he had to been, like, one of the main guys. To, like, oh, make this I think Cary Grant liked to find the accent overall, though, but he's just so iconic. Yeah, they actually, they, yeah, they mentioned Cary Grant, Betty Man, Davis, Hump. Audrey Hepburn, yeah, these are, these are all, that's interesting, Christopher Plummer, interesting, um, yeah, uh, yeah, um, 
So yeah, his acting just in general though, I felt like it's a little bit overacted. I don't know. Yeah, mm. you might be right about like maybe it's just fit for other roles like that. I don't know. Mm. I mean, it kind of fit the noir detective vibe. It was just like at times he really scene. did. At times he nailed it. At times I'm like, damn, you're yeah, doing so well. And by the end, I, like, I believed him as yeah, that no, role. Yeah, by the like, end, I'm like, he, he sold, he sold it. In the beginning, I think like definitely the distraction like thing for me was I was just like in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. And it wasn't necessarily just the distractions, even though there were many. It was also, like, I felt very hard to connect with him initially. But I felt like he figured it out somewhere throughout the movie. So that's why I'm, like, not a stellar performance, but, like, not a bad performance. Yeah, no, it wasn't a bad performance. Yeah. No, like, I mean, I was expecting a little bit better for the Maltese Falcon. I'm not going to lie. I've heard very, very, very... Very yeah, good. I mean, and this is one of his most famous movies, yeah, for sure. So it definitely was really good. I'm sure most people probably disagree with what we're saying right now. <laughs> I would say Casablanca, I bet, is better. What's that? Yeah, no, yeah, I would probably. But this has definitely got to be... Yeah, I mean, it's in the top five that he has on, on like, Google right here. The African Queen, I feel like, is another... Yeah, know. African Queen, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at you. <laughs> yeah, hobby. Um, but, yeah, um... So moving on, I think, from Hamburger a little bit. There's some other things in the movie that I just felt like felt fake. I think it was just kind of like lazy for the film. Like, I guess it's like the 1941, but like the fighting was really fake. Exactly. Like, when they punch someone, it was he just like a sound effect. And, like, yes. Yeah, it's so just be like hit in the face, but then he just like hits the air. It's like so obviously bad. <laughs> I'm like, here's the thing, like how we develop, like, you know, obviously modern, like when people fight in TV shows today, right? Mm-hmm. Is that like... I'm pretty sure we just tried to get as close to it as possible, like, without hurting them. And yeah. so, like, I just don't know why, like, is that the best that they could have done, <laughs> like, yeah. in 1941? And maybe we're just, like, being totally unfair to them, but I'm like... I mean, maybe. Nah, I don't know. Like, they might not have had a lot of fighting. But it was, like, literally, like, little, like, slaps, like, little, little backhanded slaps. slaps and just, like, like, like straight... Close to hitting him. Yeah, like, straight <laughs> man boob slaps, like, little kind of love taps, little almost, but... Yeah, I mean a little violent and like a loud sound effect, but then you're kind of like, well, what? Like, because I don't understand the physics that's going on with these slaps. Like, there's definitely music that's added, or not music, but sound effects. But yeah, no, I just felt like it was very obviously like I could see all the parts of the film separately from mm-hmm. each other. You know, like the film felt very grainy. Like it was not like it was like very like grainy and old. You can you could see that. There are a lot of awkward editing cuts. Like same scene just spliced together like you can tell they just put the film over one another and like you could tell in the middle of in the middle of a line that it just like cuts to a new thing it was just like very jarring i don't know i honestly really feel that they did a lot of those transitions because they were like eerie and like photography and i feel like it was more of a time where like people understood the process of like photographs and like getting dark shades and all that stuff and so i felt like that was definitely something they were playing with with the movie, and I think that's kind of, like, pretty sophisticated. Like, that was something I noticed was pretty cool. Yeah, no, I mean, and for 1941, like, this is all probably very impressive, mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just splicing together film and stuff. Yeah. Um, and the transitions were cool, like the little yeah. the little wipes that mm-hmm, they did. Mm-hmm. 
or like you know nautical theme or something like i saw one where it was like the whole ocean or something like came in or whatever oh yeah, yeah that was a cool and they like the they zoomed in on the newspaper it said yeah. like something and then it it zoomed back out to like a ship that's yeah, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but it's like those are funny because those are just like paper models on someone's like thing. Like it's not yeah, like they have no like animation. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. it was funny that gun scene, like so like no blood, no nothing, just like they shot it and like you know quarter of a second later it shoots the guy and like that doesn't seem like a lot amount of time and that's really could be a lot i'm totally estimating i have no idea i'm one of the worst estimators you've ever made but it seemed like a just an like significant amount where it was just like so off so the wrong way so didn't hit him where he like reached it was just like everything you want from a shot scene like ideally failed instantly like it wasn't a surprise the guy turned away like turned yeah. around five seconds he's looking straight at the guy they're not conversing he's just staring like they, it, like if he would have been like oh my gosh you're blah 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 bang it's like all right like that i see that a lot as like the man who knew too much or like you know other hitchcock films mm-hmm. yeah there's definitely like yeah just like some that's part of it. Probably just goes back to the acting, just like the way they were choosing to do that style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eating the, eating the mic. <laughs> no, no, no. Probably um, bacteria they don't need for me, honestly. Mouse are dirty, I've heard. So went to the you ER heard today. That? So, yeah. yeah. For kind of a dirty mouth. You don't brush your teeth or something? No, 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 no. No? I accidentally bit my nails wrong and they came out weird, so I had to go in the hospital. You bit your nails wrong. What? Yeah, I'm honestly a nervous test taker, and so it was really bad. I bit them so like low, Ugh. I just didn't even notice, and I got ingrown, and that was really nasty. But we got we got it out, and we like went to see a doctor, and I'm on antibiotics now. But was not ideal. Wow. Okay. So. Dang. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I'm just hanging out. I don't know, like, I wasn't going like, to, lead. I wasn't leading with that, so. Yeah, <laughs> you were the one who asked me. I so probed. That was my bad. That was my bad. Yeah, so. Yeah, we're just going to change the subject. Um, e, e, no worries. E, but um, DPS is going to Oh, yeah. Great. I just noticed, you know, I thought that was kind of funny, like, mm. unintentionally funny, was when he was trying to open the Falcon, and he, like, realized it was lead. You remember that? Mm-hmm. With whatever his name was. Like he's the, just trying so many options, and he's, like, he's so just, like, desperately. Just, yeah, like, like... what are you doing, Like, man? it was literally, like... Yeah, like, it was one of those scenes where you're, like, watching, like, kind of, like, one of those crazy drug dealers where you're, like, not really connected with them, but they're, like, just trying to get that little last bit of coke, and they're, like, man- manically, like, kind of, like, trying to go at it and, like, just, like, yeah. so sad and so, like, in need and addicted to it. Yeah. Like, that type of, like, drawnness towards it, I would say, like, that was the same thing, and that's why it's kind of, like, wow, that's crazy. It was being so, like, childish, which then that's because, like, it was lead, and he wasn't able to break it open like he thought he would be able to. Yeah, that's fair, because, I mean, he would have been, like, waiting for 17 years, so I can imagine the, yeah. uh, the frustration that he had. I yeah. was honestly kind of mad. Did we ever meet General Matadov or whatever? Don't, I don't think so. It's so stupid. Like, I, I just hate <laughs> when movies... And like unexplained things bring in like bring out random things and like seem very important and then they're just like mm, 
not going to do anything with this obvious place to go with plot. Like, yeah, it's like Red Herrings or whatever. Well, I don't even I mean, think it's a mystery it's, movie, so he's trying to. I don't even yeah. think it's Red Herring. Yeah. All right, I forgot what we were talking about, honestly. Red Herring. I always thought they were going to, like, go down, storm it in, try to do some elaborate, like, secret plan. Like, that's kind of what I was expecting more from Maltese Falcon, I got to say. I didn't think it was going to be a clue mystery hunt as much. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, sometimes it's nice to have a scene where you're looking at other characters than just the same one. And I think Humphrey Bogart definitely, like, like he almost thought that, A, he had to out-act everybody else or that, like, he had to make up for nobody else being on the screen as much as he was. And I felt like that was something that definitely suffered in the film. Mm. Interesting. So you think, like, his, like, personal, like, stardom, like, affected his acting a little bit? Like, he yeah. like, felt the need to like, carry the other actors? <laughs> well, not even, like, like I don't even think he, like, carried, like, he's just, like, emotionally carried them. Like, he's, like, doing the emotion of them. But I'm not even saying that's, like, particularly better. Like, showing, like, if you're you're supposed to, you know, be kind of sad because, like, you know, your friend's moving away, like, you know, but, like, you could be sad because, like, you know, whole family got murdered. Like, those are different types of sad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, those are extreme examples, but, like, yeah. Okay, that's an interesting point. Um, uh, I thought that they this kind of switched from, like, comedy to drama pretty well. Like, mm. they would kind of flip on, like, a switch, just, like, the tone. Kept I think. on edge, honestly. I um, really did like that. I they, yeah. It was not a, like, so I would say formulaic in, like, plot, and that's, like, abstractly and overarching. But I would say that, like, in individual plays, they definitely did, like, yeah, do what you're talking about. Like, visually, like, sound-wise and, like, how they kind of flashed and would do type of things, they definitely were trying to play with it and try to make it as dramatic, as nerve-wracking as possible. And, like, we <laughs> definitely were lis- we were witnessing kind of the early stages of, film, of noir. And, like, that's, I think, also, like, why we, A, we have to give it a lot more credit as a movie because they were pulling that, like, you know, out of their butts. And that's pretty amazing and, like, where we're going from here. But it definitely seems like a stepping stone movie. And maybe that's why it's so, like, popular is because it was that revolutionary. But right. We're missing the context a little bit. Like, we exactly. don't know exactly. The social conditions going out when this is released, we have no idea. Like, yeah. does Humphrey win an, like, Oscar immediately? I don't know. Does he win an Oscar in this movie? Uh, I want to say he got, like, nominated. Let me check real quick. He got nominated or something. Like, we don't know the context. Like, ask us in 15 years about Bieber. Like, we'll be, we got you. But, like, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hopefully Bieber will be more Jesus. See what I'd like to see from him. <laughs> what? What are you saying? From Justin Bieber in the next 15 years, I would like to see him to be more Jesus-y. Jesus-y? Yeah. Because it was like um, we had the cute one, now we had the like kind of cute bad boy one, and then like the straight like drugged one, and then you're like doing kind of questionable things one, and then you're like kind of like, eh, but he kind of has a cool life now, and like dating moms, but like still kind of like totally weird, and now you're kind of like, mm. I would like to see you turn back to Christ, like Justin Bieber, and be like, yo, I'm Justin Bieber, man, like my whole life I've been, I've, I've been a star, man, and God sent me here for a reason. He wanted me to make... Why do you sound like Owen Wilson? The best... <laughs> That's high praise, honestly. So, but... 
Anyway, I I'm going to steer you back on track a little bit. Um, yeah, so anyway, the nomination, he didn't get nominated. It got nominated for Best Picture. All I have to say um, is that's how you know the Academy Awards are whack and whack and only get You didn't even think whacker. he was that good in the movie, man. What are you talking about? Okay, no, but definitely deserved a nom. Are you kidding? The Maltese fucking Falcon? Holy yeah, dude, definitely deserves a nom, bro. It's it's like one of the top. <laughs> nah. It's like one of the t- top ten on like IMDb. It's an iconic movie. It started mm. a genre. Like I definitely believe in the uh, the writing, the cutting, like all that film. Yeah, editing. the writing got nominated. So dope. So such yeah. a big fan of that. But I mean, Gone with the Wind never won a single thing, and it was like a politics thing. So and oh, really? also they don't really give like awards to black people very often. So. Yeah, that was during that. Uh, Except time I think we don't talk about. I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. Like now, dude. Like then. It's very discriminatory. <laughs> better the past year, dude. I don't know. I'm just saying. Idris yeah. Elba lost in Beasts of No Nation, and I have to say, like, it was an extremely compelling, compelling performance from like one of the most talented actors right now. Yeah, like, that's an under. If anybody's seen movie. Luther, mm-hmm. Idris Elba. He shows so many different sides as an actor and so many different layers, and he's so good. And it's very like mental health focused too, which is really cool to see that kind of inside in a movie. But mm-hmm. I feel like I'm just doing a lot of plugs for other stuff. But yeah, look at you, you're just like giving free promotional. <laughs> yeah, I guess if anyone's watching this, yeah, yeah, you'll get a lot of free stuff or whatever. Some I'm more. currently investing in crypto coin. That's cool. Yeah, um, it's called Nick Weir Coin. <laughs> And there's only going to be released a VIP special entrance. Okay. <laughs> no guaranteed value. Only a single coin will be out. And it will be given to me. And the made-up currency that you're giving to yourself with one coin? It's all about exclusivity. But if it's all... Okay, I'm not, I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, totally the last line mind. of the movie, I'm just totally ignoring you. The last line of the movie, <laughs> oh, yeah. go I'm going to do the rest of the show by myself. <laughs> no, 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 I'm back, I'm back. I'm just back. saying oh, yeah, that was back. a hilarious idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the, yeah, the last line of the movie, um, he said, oh, um, he like picks up the Maltese Falcon and they're like, "Oh, what what are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, this is the stuff that dreams are made of." Um, I've only heard that line before. That's that seems like this an is iconic dreams line. Dreams are made. Hey now, hey now. Yep. Um, You've never seen Lizzie McGuire? No, I have. I just like. Oh, we're a normal. Must be hyped that okay. you did that. Like, <laughs> no, I honestly expected you to harmonize. So. Oh yeah, I wasn't gonna. Um, on your own music show you can yeah so anyway oh no i thought it was cool to mention that the last line of the movie was that um there's definitely got to be some significance to that like oh the stuff that dreams are made of like what do you think he meant by that <laughs> see i also think that that was also something that in casablanca Humphrey Bogart always had was like quick hitting lines that were like okay whoa that dude kind of dope like you're like he just have like one liners or like setups or like like people would uh-huh. be like oh we're like gonna take down the prison or like something like I, I'm totally making this up and didn't happen in the movie but and he'd be like I already have five pr- prison guards on like 
on the inside. And so I think that also was like a driven to a character base that was like cool. And this guy came in and he's just like private eye and you're like, oh, this is a mysterious private eye. And I guess like I've seen tons of private eye movies, tons of different characters. And I guess for me, like when we're doing like a private eye, I don't have like a figure in mind that I'm like, yeah, private eye, you should all kind of focus this film or this kind of character on like that kind of idea and I felt like almost that was what they were trying to do and like just never was into the like private eye game or do they still exist do private yeah they do but like <laughs> obviously not the same like they're not like venturing out here and like personally do it like private eye these days is like you like find someone's Facebook and like stalk them like I feel like they still like like don't leave like they leave their desk like, I don't think it's, like, totally on social media. Yeah, I feel, but they're not, like, you know, busting through different countries in Istanbul and, like, yeah. looking for different women to seduce to get information. That's true. He did seem to have an unlimited budget for this. <laughs> yeah, he has this an case, unlimited so budget, first of all, like, because they're flying <laughs> to Istanbul to America in the 40s, which also, like, it's 41, like, you shouldn't be able to do that, right? Like What? Fly? No, like fly to, like I don't even know where Istanbul was. Like allied Turkey, were they the Ottomans? I don't even know. I think I don't think it was the Ottoman Empire anymore. I think that when was the Ottoman Empire ended? Definitely way earlier, <laughs> right? Dude, honestly, it was ended pretty. Like you'd be surprised. Maybe. When was the Ottoman? It's not a great history. Defeated. Um, but well, yeah, nineteen twenty-three, bro. Like, that's not okay, crazy. Well, okay, well, that now. was off. That was off. Yeah, but, it was a little off. All right, let's get um, some, like, history. Like, it's 41, World War One, Two. World War Two. Ending. <laughs> what's the ending date in World War Two? 44. 44. What's the starting date? 39. So yeah, it was in the yeah. w- middle of World War Two. Yes. He's casually traveling. Dude, we were in... No, no way. First of all... I don't know how this man's got this, like, private budget, but it's, A, not only looking for a smaller cut of an already huge budget to be a PI, so it's, like, kind of he needs the money, but at the same time, like, if he needs the money, he can't really be where he is, or if he has a benefactor that can afford him to be, like, where he is and doing that sort of proxy service for him, it's, like, he's already so wealthy and powerful like what's kind of the interest there and why like i get that if they get the the thing he gets paid twenty five thousand. like it's whatever like that's probably a lot of money might want to google that with 1941 maybe they bought yeah, war sure bonds or something i don't know maybe they read some more and that's well, what that, yeah so this is what's interesting about the whole budget thing because mm-hmm. it's like this whole thing that kind of left to this, this message at the end that humphrey bogart's character was like he kind of wished that the Maltese Falcon was what it actually was going to be and not just led because he would have gotten a bigger cut because his whole job was like he got, hired by the, he got hired by Gutman to, yeah, the big to go gutty. find the Maltese Falcon. And he's like, once you get it, then I'll give you the money. But because he never found it, he doesn't get the money. Oh, yeah. See, so I also like don't think Private Eye would ever do like pieces like that. Like that's it's a little like unethical. I don't think they're private eye. I think there's different people. Like I actually have read about because, uh, like in art history classes, I've read about this dude. Where like I'm not even kidding you. He's 
one of the coolest careers I've ever, like, career paths I've ever heard of. He, like, impersonates, like, different people, like, whether contractor, landscaper, all these different things to try to do, like, his own, like, undercover, like, research. And what you lost your train of thought again? Yeah, totally. Um, mm. But, yeah, no, I feel like he, like, Humphrey Bogart's his character, he wanted it to be real so he could make more money. Like, that's what, like, the vibe I got at the end is, like, he... It was kind of unethical. Like he wanted. Oh, oh, money. oh, oh! That's exactly what I was saying. No, yeah, I remember. I remember. No, you remember, I remember okay. Yeah, okay, you got me. Yeah. yeah, what's in it for the private eye is exactly what I was saying. Because, yeah, he gets the twenty-five thousand, but bro, this is Istanbul in nineteen forty-one. Everything in in the U.S. is going to the, like rations, going to war. Everything in like literally the world. Have you heard of World War One or World War Two? They're pretty big deals. What was your point? <laughs> that he wouldn't want money because... Dude, because of, like, literally the status that he already has as a private eye to be doing this investigation kind of defeats and, like, is similar or equal to the valuation of said Maltese Falcon, depending on his cut. Also, if you, like, add in the amount of labor he's going in, the fact that he could be getting killed, like... Mm-hmm. He's going in here, and he's, like, very bold... And I feel like, un, like, in Casablanca, like, when he started really bold, you're like, okay, whoa, like, this guy's got, like, so cooler, and, like, other people know him and engage with him, and he meets random people who are just, like, kind of cloud his ego. But this detective, like, kind of was just, like, a lover boy with convictions, I would say. Like, he was, like, always kind of targeting the women, number one. And I think it was kind of be like, oh, like I'm like flirting, like romance type thing. But it honestly seemed more like sexually harassing type thing. So. Yeah, no, it's there's some sexism in this. In this uh, so, I mean, obviously it's, I mean, it's the 40s. So. It's kind of. Yeah, they don't even hit the 50s where you go back a, a step on, you know, stereotypes and all that stuff with Nixon, but. At least there was no, like, blackface or anything in this movie. Well... I watched Bre- Breakfast at Tiffany's the other day, and there's Mr. Dude, I, um, I don't... Okay, we are, we are not sure if that... If there's a character that oh, was Mr. using Cairo. some weird makeup. We were in a very dark-colored room. That yeah, I mean, he was Austro-Hungarian weird, actor... And I've playing seen that him kind before. of guy, I think. So. I swear, I that's another thing I was gonna say. Um, that was super annoying. Like, I felt like Humphrey Bogart being a famous actor. I was kind of expecting him to have that one of those like famous actor iconic voices that you just never hear from someone. You're like, damn, where did you get this beautiful tone of voice out of nowhere? And he definitely had that in, in Casablanca. And I don't want to keep just like like comparing him back but yeah he didn't have that here he didn't have that glow he didn't have that sparkle yeah i guess so i mean like i, I feel like hmm. he, he just wasn't in this story invested as much as he was in the love story and like the whole thing in casablanca even though it seemed like he wasn't at the start and in this it seemed like he wasn't a part of it at the start but he got tangled in so it's just kind of weird opposite right yeah no i mean it's, it's a different role so it's, it's kind of hard to compare i guess but um, I'm just kind of comparing him as an actor because I think they honestly right. were two nine-day performances. But I think this guy, yeah, uh, Peter, Peter Lore, Lore, 
Who's who I he played, Mr. Cairo. He also was something that he made him look pretty bad, TBH, in my opinion, because I thought that his changes in tone, pitch, like, like, uh, even kind of texture of his voice, very alternated, and they were like spot on for his character. Like, if he needed to be like a slime, if he was making a slimy, backhanded, nervous move, he's got the like that literally tone. Like, I don't even know how to do it. He's got that tone for that voice, perfect. And I think he was consistently by him, and that was like something that also threw him off. And yeah. Or like, or at least made him look worse, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. This guy seems to play a lot of like sinister kind of roles too. Yeah, that guy. Um, honestly, I've seen him tons before. He was in the Man Who Knew Too Much. Yeah, and Man Casablanca. Yep, um, yep, yep. So he's shady AF. He honestly like, when you look at him, he looks like one of those salesmen you would meet, and the first thing you think about him is you're like, wow, this dude is so gonna rip me off. Like, first is that like, racist? No, is it? We we're just talking about how he's like a foreigner, and then you're like, he's gonna. I don't know. No, <laughs> it's no, like, no, no. It's just like, like it's just he's typecast as. Well, I mean, is he typecast like as evil be, just because he's a foreigner? I don't. I don't think that's the only foreigners reason. I don't think it's a foreigner's evil thing, but I mean, I'm definitely. He, that's, I mean, that's a little suspect. At this timing, it's a little suspect that they're not like, ah, like, you know, screw the gypsies. Like, you know, like, they're definitely still doing that a lot in America. Mm-hmm. So it definitely could just be that he's foreigner and that, oh, that's scary, and he has a convenient voice. That they made him the it is very convenient. One. But I was going to say, like, he just comes off as so shady and so evil always, and it's, like, it's how he just acts and how he behaves. Like, he's just... I, he typecast into a role for a reason too though like he plays it up like definitely something i i wish he was a m- more main character honestly yeah i feel like he's always playing these supporting roles exactly no you see that's probably the worst part mm-hmm. like the the he one good. he was in casablanca he came in he's like literally was like the start of the cool part of the film and then skirts immediately it's mm-hmm. kind of odd yeah. Um, I th- one final point I think we'll I'll say before we kind of wrap up is Ooh. that, um, yeah. I, another thing is like I thought all the names, like, were so obvious. Like they all had a point. Like, um, oh yeah, Cairo, Gutman. It was yeah, like the Gutman, biggest dude. Like I was looking at the cast. It was like Wonderly Gutman, and yeah. Gutman's alias was Fat Man. And like, you don't even need an alias. His the, last name is already the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. <laughs> And the girl name was like she just went by Miss too, and I felt like that was a very like sexist. Oh, you're a helpless little girl. Yeah, this and guy I, called her Miss. I did. Like I was cook. They Cairo, called her Miss, and they Archer. called everybody else by like names. And then also like when they're convincing the other people are like going to jail, he's not like also physically embracing them a ton. And I just felt like he's picking on her randomly, and like it was inappropriate based on the seriousness of the movie, the romance. So mm. that is the point I forgot to make earlier. I totally thought when he was just like, oh, um, uh, yo, you're still going to prison. Like, you definitely still shot that guy. But, like, man, I'll have a lot of, like, hard, sleepless nights. Like, I'm like, really? Like, oh, you're, you'll have some cool night that, like, 
in the future we won't see or hear about. Like, we don't care about you as a character at that point or really as kind of, like, a person <laughs> in this realm. So it's, like, it almost seemed like Casablanca, like, he was caring about it. He, like, keep going. And I'm making a lot of comparison in that movie. But, and then, but, and he's, like, trying to do, like, the same parting shots. And... Bro, why is Maltese folk and like having any romance thing other than just like you know, oh, cheating affair like that kind of like in like different romance than like you know, mm-hmm. Fifty Shades of Grey. This is Fabio, and they try to go for that, and it's like, oh, he's emotionally like kind of wrenched about this, and I'm like, no, no because <laughs> TBH, there's two things that either happen here: either he gets the girl and the money, and then he's happy. Or then she gets arrested because she murdered someone, he doesn't get the girl, and he's still happy. Right. So this is a win-win for him. Like, Yeah, I felt the romance kind of came out of, like, left nowhere. field, too. No. Like, yeah, it was, like, all of a sudden, you're just like, what? what? You're like, what are you doing? You were, like, playing her, and then, like, all of a sudden, he wasn't. Was yeah, like, oh, and yeah. also, it was just kind of, like... I don't know, there was definitely... There's definitely a different, like, power dynamic... Dynam- dynamic going on there when she's coming in she's like oh my god i need this strong powerful like big private eye to come in here and like check on my like little sister and he's got this like cheney and then she's like wearing this like elaborate like headdress and like super like dainty (laughs) clothes and just like helpless me and then he like goes to like shaking around like they're super passionate they've been lovers for years and i'm just here sitting like hump dude no like it's not the movie bro like wrong movie (laughs) you brought out a dick to a knife fight like (laughs) yep i guess so is that an iconic line what do you want yeah that's a classic quote right there all right so Um, (laughs) yeah yeah. that's that's a that's a good note to end on honestly um so Kind of, kind of wrapping up a little bit. Yeah. Um, thing I like to do is like at the end, do you what do you think of your thoughts now that we've kind of talked about it? Um, what do you think overall? Do you like the movie a lot? Like, what what do you think? Like just overall thoughts, how I think it is as a movie. Yeah. Like how would you rate this film? Like, <laughs> all right. Well, I wouldn't say it's like one of my top top films. I honestly wouldn't say it, but yeah. I also would say that. I do give it credit for kind of being the first of its kind, kind of doing everything before anyone else. I definitely respect that and, like, kind of its age and kind of where it is and, like, in film and cinema history. But I would say that, you know, five years later, there are renditions that take away, like, all the worst parts of this movie and, like, all the parts where I'm like, oh, okay, that's a little, like, cartoony and, like, Mm -hmm. that take away from that serious part of it. And so, like... I feel like the noir genre is definitely somewhat, something that is really aided by, like, that type of effects. And so I think that the fact that they achieved as much, like, tension and, like, plot, even with the effects they have, and, I mean, they did have it in black and white, which definitely helps, but, like, you know, it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. And so I'd, I'd say I would put it as, like, an overall great, but not really my personal it's just like i need someone more closer to die like i felt like everybody uh, like like the main crew were thinking humpy goard the girl cairo like gut man like they're 
all alive and totally fine and like you know don't have their finger chopped off or whatever so i'm just kind of like where's the action where's the motivation but at the same time the one guy who like comes out of left field and you're like oh he killed both of them on his walk home wilbur silent guy in the rest of the film besides the time he gets his guns taken you're like oh that's the guy and then i'm just here sitting like oh this is a red herring like hilarious and they're like oh wait no that is the guy and then it just feels like a Incomplete, like oh, 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 like, like I'm, yeah. un, I'm like unsatisfied. So that's why I say like, the first time I watched Goodwill Hunting, like I cried and I was literally just like, it was a motion movie and mm-hmm. it was one of the greats and I knew right away it was one of my faves. And no tears in this movie, might have been because of the first half, but <laughs> I would say. I did thoroughly enjoy it. And, like, you know, we were trying... I mean, at, at one point, there was talk of doing another movie. Oh, one hour and 20 minutes left. We got to go. We're so worried. Yeah. There was talk, but I'm really glad we hustled and stayed through it. So... Yeah, and no, we're going is, way yeah. over. <laughs> so, no, no, we're, we're good. Oh, we're, we're 301. Good. I thought it was at 310. No, no, no. So... <laughs> this is backwards. But, we yeah, no, I think a lot of what you're saying, again, this place, again, to the context of, like, when this movie was released, like... Mm-hmm. Obviously, if it's going to be the first movie to do it, it's not always the best. Like, people take yeah. what they've done and make it better. Mm-hmm. And so, like, movie like, mm-hmm. noir developed mm-hmm. over time. Like, there's still noir being today. Like, Big Lebowski or, like, Brick. Like, those are all modern noir. Yeah. Like um, Either, like, honestly, if we keep advancing, like, as a society, as the rate that we will, like, either we'll have a similar experience. I think that will help us appreciate older films. And I think there will be, like, a more type of honoring for films that are, like, done in more of a lower, lower format because they're more difficult and, like, they, they achieve different mediums, different things. And I definitely think there's going to be things where our kids, like, they're watching shows, they're liking this show, and it's going to blow blow this out of the water entirely. Right. So I think that's it goes both ways, but I think that, Certainly my parents as they got older like they were like had a lot more appreciation for good cinema and like respected cinema And like, I don't know. We're making bold claims about some big movies. So Yeah, true. some hot takes taking shots um, But yeah, no, yeah, and then again with the violence thing too I like how you're saying like mm-hmm. that you didn't feel like there was like enough motivation to keep you like in- engaged and stuff I, I mm-hmm. think that's just like again. It's like 40s. They kind of mm-hmm. show a lot of stuff it can... Yeah, like they I mean like it's just a different sense of graphic like Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they just—I don't think showed as much violence and that type of thing. And TV so early, and you know, we're much different culture. We see violence everywhere. We see it on the news. We see it, you know, on our video games. Like so many things is just like we're so desensitized yeah, to it, where it's like not bigger. even a big deal for us. And that's also why it was like kind of funny because they're like play fighting, and we're just like, oh, you're not even doing the real yeah, fake version of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so then it's like. Uh, like, is this the theater act more, or is this a movie? And I think that that's like one of the things I was talking about. It takes away, like, yeah. or the things where you're like, oh, where it's like a random cut, and you can see the cut on the scene, like of the movie. You're like, all right, well, like, come on, like somebody in like editing should have taken this out. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Um, that kind of kind of wraps it up for the episode. We gotta we gotta skedaddle. Yeah, it's been a fun here, one. I'm so sorry for asking a hundred million questions. I was very tired tonight. I had a great good. time. I hope there yeah. were some glad suggestions for glad some we could people. finally see this movie. Yeah, I'm yep. glad too. We had a couple dates picked out, but yeah. this was glad this the finally right worked one, out. So. 
Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll have another movie next week with a new guest. Um, maybe maybe the Pink Panther, maybe Shot in the Dark. We'll, maybe, see, we'll maybe. see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, I think I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon, like okay. Prime or something. Yeah, I'll check it out. For I would sure. look there first. I don't think it's on Hulu or, or Netflix or anything, but yeah. no d- disclaimer. Disclaimer, we are not affiliated. Not affiliated. Yep. All right, so yeah, that about wraps it up. Thanks for coming, Nick. Um, yeah, it's good. Bye.